0: I do think that if you are not sensitive, it's just going to be a fun, colorful, watery movie that you might even be like, oh, that's boring or that's stupid. But if you are more into the depth of life and you're also a sensitive person, there's no way that this won't touch you. Because it touches the deepest knowledge that we have within us. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Better Together. Today, we will get together to talk about Avatar 2 the way of water the way of the water
1: the way of the water
0: yes we watched it yesterday we were very excited to see it and when we saw it we were crying like babies so now we decided to not discuss too much about it we didn't really talk about it but we will talk in this episode and we will try to keep it spoiler free so any plot items that we might bring up are just generic things that you might expect from Avatar. And um, yeah, we will discuss the, the points that stood stood out for us and the things that made us cry. Because there was a lot of crying. It's three hours of movie. <laughs> and I don't think it's for everybody, but for us, for sure it was. And something else you would like to add?
1: Yes, and today, as always, with beautiful carolina as the co-host with me julian and i think what also needs to be added is spiritual perspective as always that yes. we try to see those things from sort of psychology background as both of us are and from like sort of a spiritual bigger picture perspective and try to put that into place of out of really seeing it into in, in the context
0: yes and speaking of context Speaking
1: of context If you can see it in the video, we are in a beautiful place.
0: In the garden. The
1: the theme of Avatar, obviously. Yeah. That's definitely also the reason why I wear this shirt. Yes. And we're in nature, as you can probably also hear in the audio.
0: (laughs) So you'll hear birds and maybe the neighbors. And maybe dogs. Maybe dogs. But it's all part of the charm. So. Let's get started. Let's get started. Avatar 2. So general plot maybe let's say that the, the things that are already in the trailer that it's not much of a spoiler so what happened in avatar one that was that uh jake sully and what's her name exactly yes and what's her name um they met they mated and now they're together like that's where it starts the second movie That was too generic. And and the first one, there was also a fight with the humans because the humans wanted to extract some important things from the sacred places of the Avatar people.
1: Yeah, the sacred tree as well. They're called Navi. Yeah.
0: Avatar people are called Navi. And it's mostly a humans versus Navi kind of plot Mm -hmm. that repeats in this one. And the evolution from last movie is that in this one, there's the the family growing. So the Jixuli and the
2: what's other her face? Person.
0: Yes, um, they are having babies, forming a family. So we also get to follow them on their story, on their journey, as they live.
1: It's just a hummingbird flying around.
0: There is a hummingbird as they live in a. Uh, they, they experience uh, also an environmental change. So they, they usually live in the forest, but in this movie, they are moving to the water. That Hence the title, The Way of the Water. So that's the generic plot. Yeah. So humans versus navvies and the movement from the forest to the water and having a family. Beautiful. That's it. And that, those the are the thing, points yeah. that we will mostly discuss. Yeah. So what stood out the most for you in that movie?
1: Somehow this always gets me that there's like this, this underneath spirit that's shown for the Navi. That's guiding everything. Mm-hmm. That's guiding their whole journey. That's guiding what they will do next and what they should focus on. And if they have any question, basically, then they asked the spirit. Yeah. And there was also a part where one of the children was sort of closer connected to the spirit. And that was in multiple scenes there and it really got me because it was really nicely shown how she was merging with the spirit of, uh, of the Navi, of, of the Earth. And that was, I don't know, that was for me the underlying thing that was so strong. I
0: think there's a very big par- parallel between the land, the Pandora, which mm-hmm. is the the country, the country, the planet, uh, or and the Earth, and how everything is interconnected in Pandora. It's it's very obvious. There's a, a communication between the the people and the land, the animals, the plants. Everything is interconnected, and in the movie, in the first movie, what they investigate is that there's neural connections in between the trees and the people and everything. And they have this, this braid thingy that they just like plug into thing, into animals or the trees and they can commune with them and they become one. So I think that's very lovely to lovely concept. And I think it also has a parallel on earth because if you watch the movie fantastic fungi then you can actually start understanding how that could be true the you know, another movie to explain <laughs> jeez, but uh the the whole point of the movie is to to explain how everything is interconnected through mycelium mm-hmm. and how mycelium just brings information from from trees to the earth to other plants and Like, a forest is interconnected through the mycelium. Yeah. So, then that makes it very similar to Avatar.
1: Yeah. So, in in theory, um, they literally... Trees can sort of talk to each other. Other kind of plants can talk to each other in this network of the forest of mycelium. Which is just nuts, if you think about it. That this is a possibility that those trees really... Obviously, not in words but in other ways can, through the exchange of, I don't know, protein or some other form, can communicate. And I think that's, that's what Avatar has shown as well, that they, in a really pretty way with colors and lighting up, yeah. but they, they still, the basic understanding is that they communicate somehow.
0: Yes. And they live in harmony with nature. So any animal that they kill, they say thank you to the animal or say a prayer they have this the songs to, to remember stories. And they have all of these rituals. And uh, I guess it's, it's more like a native way of being, like the indigenous people of different lands would live before we became civilized. Um, and I'm saying with quotes, <laughs> air quotes, for the people listening in the audio. So I think that brings back that connection, that deep connection, that deep communion with nature. And that always gives me a feeling of home mm-hmm. <laughs> when I when I watched Avatar. Is it's like, oh, that's how it was. And then mm-hmm. you see the uh, the Avatar, the Navis, you see them moving, and they have this way of moving that it's very flowy, very it's it's their race but at the same time it's very animalistic and it's perfectly adapted to the environment that they're living in so i think that's that's already a point where you i i was like wow they move so agile i want to be like that i want to interact with the environment in that way because they are strong in their arms and legs they can jump they can swing they can swim (laughs) they can do whatever they want with their body their body responds and they are very aware of how to interact with this universe and i think because as humans live in this very dead environment where we have concrete walls and furniture and like everything that is, is already arranged perfectly in a room then we don't need to jump from the kitchen to the bedroom and we don't need to do any complex movements. And we sort of lost, we simplified our movement to simply walking and maybe squatting if we drop something. And uh, just the most basic movements that we can make, mostly with our hands and just the, the legs walking so that already made me think of how i would like to move because i know what most of my movements are just like the the robot (laughs) moving from the standard just like really linear as well yeah yes but if needed i also would like to move into the more flowy state nature exploration climate tree and jump from a rock Mm. to a rock all of those things that Make you in communion with nature, as we were saying before, so so yeah that was already a point that got me thinking mm-hmm.
1: yeah already the first part like just how they walk basically in the yeah. movie, uh and that also reflects that in the way they move in the water, like the other let's say the other navi, I think they are still navi, but the water navi mm-hmm. um they're moving the same way in water, which is also really beautiful and I think what brings what what that point that you just I guess that made was what brings up is that we are so disconnected right now from nature from the way it is. it's not like straight lines, not ninety degree angles, never anywhere in nature right and then it's it's really really easy to see in this movie how disconnected we are from that mm-hmm. and maybe bringing in now a little bit the uh the psychological perspective so many times when people notice oh i'm feeling stressed anxious or getting those emotions that they don't know how to handle quite often when they just oh i went on a vacation just like in a forest for a week and i feel so much better
2: mm-hmm.
1: what i take from that is there is just something about nature that makes us feel good it gives us an, a natural healing ability to to f- take care of our emotions take care of who we are and not take care of who we are, but of our body, of our emotional and psychological state. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's really cool to see that. Just in the way they move, you can take something like that out of it. Yeah, I feel yeah. this is so so important. That's such a huge thing. Um, that when you notice, you go into nature; it's completely different. When you go and walk in the city.
0: Yeah, and that, as in the in the water, you were saying like, that the people move differently. I remember this surf instructor I once saw in a TV show. I cannot put references to it. But it was this dude that would spend most of his day in the water. And when you would see him move, he would, he would move like a wave. Hmm. Like Whenever he was standing in the, in the surfboard, all the movements were encompassing the movement of the water. And he he was the water. So then that made me realize how much in tune with the elements you can be. But we're just not because there's, there's no need for that. And what do we talk to? The walls? <laughs> when things are alive and moving, then they demand more from us. They demand attention. They demand a subliminal interaction where we are like the mycelium <laughs> it's communicating with the with the, the trees with the trees and the plants when we're interacting in nature we are connected to it the plants feel our presence we feel the plants the ground is alive we are alive so everything is communicating even if it's just like the electromagnetic field and I think I think that's very beautiful. And learning to move with nature, and as you were saying, when you go to the forest and you're just spending time in nature, you become a bit more befriended. <laughs> you befriend nature again, and you come you go back to that place that is within our DNA, where we live in nature. We are nature. So I think that's really beautiful. And when I think of <laughs> nature. nature when I think of nature and the way that we live now it is it is obvious it becomes obvious that we get depressed we get lonely, we get confused we start being separate from each other and become these entities that operate by themselves because we're surrounded by dead things and electromagnetic waves <laughs> like the, the Wi-Fi and the remote control and all of the, the things that are floating that we don't see around us. And we are not really interacting with those. But we would interact with what plants, the vibration of the plants, the electromagnetic field of the ground and the trees. So I think I think that's part of it. That's why we feel separate. Because when we're in nature we can really stay connected to the whole environment and when we are in an artificial place then we become more isolated.
1: And I think we we have to add a little bit to that that uh, I guess we try as much as possible to stay in nature and if you're not used to that please try it. (laughs) (laughs) Just need some time to get sensitive to it again. I think that's also important that You know it takes maybe a couple of hours to really notice okay what is it doing if I'm really completely isolated from this civilization in nature it really does something with you and without without your phone constantly checking something it's there's something something about that
0: yeah there was this uh, girl that we met in Peru that uh, she was the owner of a hostel that we were staying at and one day she went to her grandma's house and whenever she goes to her grandma's house, like she's very demanding, the grandma, apparently. So then when she came back, she was just laying on the grass. She just <laughs> went and laid on the grass and was like, I'll just let Pachamama recharge my energy because I'm completely drained. She took everything from me. <laughs> so I think it's a practice that it's, it's right there. And that without even going too far... We can find it in, in, in some cultures still that they, they do that, that they just go to nature to recharge and recover. Ground, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So that's like one point that came up for you through the movement. So you saw the, the, the way they move in the movie, in Avatar. Mm-hmm. And through that, you were like, okay, I want to move like them, like them because they're connected to nature. They seem like flowy, like nature does. Nature does. Yes. What's another thing that came up for you?
0: Mm. well the the way that they live is very coherent to the environment that they're in so mm-hmm. whether they're living in a cave uh, for, because they're forest creatures or they're living inside of a rock or they're living in, in huts next to the water their environment is simple and curvy and connected and all the time it seems that they are not disturbing the environment and they are just understanding how how to fit into the I'm Trying to the merge place. with it. They honestly. merge yeah. with it. And in both Avatar movies there's also this connection to the animals. Mm-hmm. So whenever they have a rider, um, there's a rider and the animal that flies. I don't, I don't remember their names. But you can fly this these animals if you tame them and if you make the connection with your braid into their braid, the thingy thing. And then they just understand you and you're connected. You're one. With and the, you also with have to
1: prove yourself. But beforehand. you have to prove
0: yourself and they have to choose you.
1: Yeah. And fun is funny. The way they choose you is when they attack you. (laughs) The dragons in the first movie. Yeah. The flying creatures. Yes.
0: So the there's that thing of soft nature Mm -hmm. and connection and flowiness, but also there's a roughness to the nature as well. So then there's the The thing that you have to ride the animal and you're going to get fucked when you're riding the animal for the first time because you need to make the connection and you need to to learn to move with them. And also there's the hunting, there's the fighting between people. So they are not just lovey-dovey, flowy creatures, but they also know how to stand in confrontation and how to deal with with violence or when things get agitated yeah so i think they're very wholesome creatures that whatever their environment throws at them they can deal with it and there it comes the humans in both movies the star the sky people are arriving to this place where everybody's in complete harmony with nature and they want to conquer it extract something from it sell stuff from it so exploit the resources that are in this place and that is our mindset right now
1: that was so excruciating to see that similarity for me at least when you see that all oh, the sky people which is literally the humans yeah just come there to extract something from that planet to just go against against anti-aging or, or other things that is just really important for us right now but not caring at all about how things work how the the balance is that you always have to give something back in order to to receive something and i think that that was so painful to see yeah because it felt so true to how we do it generally in today's world.
0: Yeah, and you put a human next to this creatures, the Navi, and then you realize how out of touch humans are, and how merged with technology we became. So, so yeah, there's like the the humans like walking robots, and like that makes them powerful. And there's the guns and the ships and all of these things. The Navi travel in their flying birdos and in the mm-hmm. the swimming bur- birdos <laughs> they're no well there's like I don't even know dinosaurs
2: <laughs> yes, like, <laughs> like mighty creatures whale dinosaurs
0: and um they have they have this this unique creatures that commune with them. And then <laughs> I don't know how many times they said commune, but it's like a word. <laughs> the, the word of the day they just merge with these creatures and they they just work with the environment and the humans are just using these machines to drill cut push pull do all sorts of violations to the environment without any connection to it mm. it's just like this 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 li- linear thinking of there is something i want i'm gonna get it doesn't matter the consequences and there's no ceremony to it it's just go do it so you can see it in the in the way that exactly birds thank you for your your comments you can see it in the way that the the sky people just interact with the same environment that the navi are just like, floating with and in love. Like, one of the first scenes in, in Avatar 1 is that the dude is in the forest with this avatar alone. And um, then he starts freaking out because there's these this dogs, there's these insects. He moves around, he makes a lot of noise. And then... not Na- Kitty... No, I don't I cannot I thought I would remember her name but uh. I couldn't. She comes and she she tells him like you're like a baby. You're just making a lot of sounds and moving so clumsily. You're going to get killed. And the dude is like, "What?" <laughs> and then she starts teaching him his uh, her ways and the ways of the, her people. And then the dude starts becoming more attuned with nature. But Naturally, the humans that went into the movie are this very rough people. Like they're not connected, not looking for the connection. There's one, the doctor. There's the Sugani Weaver, <laughs> the the doctor that she she's a bit more connected. But in general,
1: yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's well, it's, it's mostly
1: different. military people that yeah. they come because yeah. that's the ones that need to explore new territories get the funding from the government and like make this place sort of secure but also get all the resources we need mm-hmm. I think that that's the, the premise why they went there because they have found a planet in reach that has a lot of resources that they can need on earth but also a livable planet and that's what they want just want to survive in that sense um, but it's it's just really well shown. It's like, oh, the because obviously the movie wants you to connect with the Navi as the the good one, right? Mm-hmm. It still has the movie uh, parts that you connect with one character more than others, and one is clearly the the villain in that movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the villain is like Disney. Movie villain. Yeah, it's, not, it's not even very layered character. It's like this military general that. Yeah. that is just, it's just evil, pure evil. Yeah. Okay. You, you could have made it less cliche, but
1: sure. <laughs> but yeah, through that, it's just very obvious this directness towards, oh, I'm just going to revenge the dude. I'm just going to um, take everything we need here in order to survive. And I don't care about anything else. And I guess the word linear thinking is perfect for that because you don't understand the whole connection between nature, everything that created that. And, um, yeah, I think that's a bit overly, you know, as I said, Disney movie character done, but it's still so perfectly fitting.
2: Yeah.
1: And I really appreciate that they've shown it that way because it made it so clear that what we do right now is what the sky people do to Pandora.
0: Yeah. It also made me think when, when we imagine being invaded by aliens, how we... <laughs> think, I don't know how many people think this, but there's, there's people that are afraid and they're like, oh, we would shut them down and kill them and whatever. And that's because we're project, projecting that in other planets and in other civilizations, the creatures that live there are assholes like us (laughs) (laughs) there that we exploit our planet when it we're out of resources we go to other places to exploit those other other places and uh, well it's not it hasn't happened yet fortunately and hopefully we get to save the earth but that's the way that we operate and we just project it on aliens like oh if they come and they, they want to make us their slaves
1: they want our resources the, they want
0: our resources whatever we'll fight back and it's like no maybe they just come to bring cookies from outer space but because we're such assholes and we're projecting outward what we have inwards then that's the result that we have we're fearful of the creatures of space because we think they might be like us hmm. and then they want our resources and stuff so so yeah it makes it it makes me think at least of our society and the times that we're living in of like how assholy we are and how much we need to change in order to be somewhat an acceptable species <laughs> because right now we're just mindlessly going through the earth resources mm. and destroying animals plants everything in the process so yeah I'm, I'm i'm not not very pleased with this the way that things are going
1: i think that's what you just described we are kind of an asshole species right now destroying the pl- well, our, inhabit- our habitat, basically, and take other species with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think it, this, this, I feel, was the essence that I take from the movie that the responsibility from us right now, for me, to, sh- to shift it in a better direction. Really, almost this, this fighting in- instinct as well from the Navi. That I've f- felt really strongly that something needs to be done for us to survive on Earth. Mm-hmm. Like it really needs to. Uh, maybe not 180 degree shift because stuff is already going in some direction better, but at least like 100 100 degree change. Mm-hmm. Um, if we want to survive on this planet, because Earth is going to survive us. Yes. No, sure, no, for sure. Yeah. The problem or the question is just are we going to survive the next 100, 200, 1,000 years?
0: 1,000?
1: Yeah, I doubt it. But I I think if there... Who knows what's going to happen? Asteroids crashing on Earth. Anywho, but the the main thing is that right now, the way we live, we are our own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. And I think what was... uh, I think it became very apparent recently that what nature did the past million years was she had extracted the CO2 and other gases into Earth to make, create the, sort of this atmosphere for life to emerge. And so now she did all of that, put everything inside of the Earth mm-hmm. through oil, through coal, like really condensed the, the carbon in there. And now we come, in a matter of like 100 years, exploit all of that, push it out back in the, into the atmosphere and destroy our own inhabited again. Habitat. yeah. And it was like, how retarded are we <laughs> to literally do, undo all the work that she did for us to be able to even live on this planet? Yeah. And that was such a mind fuck for me to realize that that she for millions of years did that and we in a matter of years just change just completely turn it upside down yeah. Like, oh let's undo that we don't need this
0: <laughs> we and don't it, need the atmosphere
1: <laughs> and even when realizing
0: well I, d- I don't think we think that way i don't think no. it's like oh we don't need the atmosphere it's more like ow I want to drive my car to work exactly <laughs> it's a it's more um, short-term. localized yeah. and short term yeah selfish separate thinking and it it matches our current culture it matches the way that we live now <laughs> but um, but yeah going back to Avatar and how it is there there's there's this confrontation between the navvies and the humans because then the humans just want to extract stuff from their environment they suffer like when you see the the navi see the sky people land in their planet and start destroying things they suffer every animal that gets killed you see that the navi suffer with it like the connection is real and I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> but I, I think where I was going is that when they see this injustice, when they see this thing that the humans are doing, they become fierce. They want to fight yeah. for the mother, the great mother, Ewa, or Pachamama in our earth, um, in our planet. <laughs> But in their planet, they want to fight for it. And that was one of the moments that I was crying the hardest. When everybody was getting ready to go to battle. And they were picking up their weapons and they were breathing deeply and connecting to their heart, their strength. And just marching together as a tribe to this war and i i got chills i got tears i got fury i got all of it i got <laughs> so many emotions and i think it's within my dna probably that i have the the fight for your land dna i don't know where from probably like from 200,000 years ago. I don't don't know exactly. But it's there. It's in my DNA. And when that scene in the movie showed that part, it got activated. Hmm. It was not just the story. There was something going on within me that was awakened by that. And um, the the courage for standing for what you believe in and protecting Hmm. the land that has given you so much, that... That moved me. It was it was a motherfucking hard part. <laughs> yeah.
1: And also, like what I take out of that, what's also an important point for me, is expanding the community from just oh, my, I don't know, five uh, people in my family to the bigger part of the whole tribe and the nature around it. That's all part of it and bring, again bringing the psychological perspective in there it is so important for us humans to have community have good relationships shown in so many studies that we even live longer when we have good connections in community and that was also part that moved me in that movie too that they were so so tightly knit with mm-hmm. their own family but also with the tribe mm-hmm. that as soon as they were accepted in the, the water tribe um, the navi that they were like you're out you're part of our tribe now we'll fight for you mm-hmm. like as soon as you were in there
0: well so far for the no spoilers part
1: well <laughs> they're going to the water tribe and they're fight against the sky people I think that's that's pretty obvious um, but yeah I think that that's that was such a huge part for me this continuous drive to rescue to risk your own life just for member of your tribe yeah that feel felt so deep I guess now our DNA that we're social social creatures that we that we really need this connection and felt really moving
0: yeah and they were all connected by different things for like the love of nature the love of the sacred their love for their children their understanding of family. Mm. So all of these things were common language within the Navi people. And something else that stood out in this thing also brought me to ridiculous tears was the beauty of the circle of life. There were moments where there were babies being born and there were the elder dying and everything in between and you can see the the fighting the crying the absolute bliss of being alive the connection the swimming with the whales there was so much to it the memories of a whole lifetime and the whole the the different stages that we all go through (laughs) they go through but we also go through and when I was seeing that in the movie, I was also feeling it in myself of the beauty of having babies being born and grannies dying and just allowing generation upon generation to populate the earth, passing on wisdom, passing on genes, and uh why not some trauma as well but, <laughs> but passing everything and just the uh, Interconnection within our species. In this case, it was with the Navi, but also the humans, we also have it. We all share what 99% of our DNA, maybe 99.99% of our DNA is the same. So, just acknowledging that we're all brothers and sisters and we're all going through this circle of life together. Mm. And we're just at different stages. So some, so some of us are in the seed stage where we are just being planted and starting to grow. Some people are an uh, 80-year-old tree that has been there for a minute. And uh, some people are already bearing fruits in like a full-grown tree. And some are just plants. So it's it's just... A beautiful analogy between our life and their life, and the circle of life remains the same. Yeah. It's the the born, breed, die kind of thing. <laughs> Be born, breed, die. So, so, yeah, that that was so beautifully put in different ways yeah. in the story.
1: Another quote that, that I moving. remember from it is from it is that. Um, they were saying before you're born you're water and after you're dead you're water so you go back to this element in that movie that you're back to water you're you're not separate from it and that Ewa the spirit remembers every <coughs> single soul <coughs> so it's it's really important to see that it's not just this lifetime that we have and we can just I don't know do whatever you want, it's nobody cares about it. It's no, you're so connected with the elements. In this case it was the water, before I think it was something something else as well. In the movie. But before you're connected to the element of water, after you're connected to it, and meanwhile you still honor it. You you're not you you are still a huge part of water, right? Yes. So the it's
0: the ocean it's, is within you.
1: The ocean is with that's the quote, yes. The ocean is within you. And that's oh, that so beautiful and so clear, so obvious. And I think that just gets often so easily lost, that is what it is, because it's not as hard knowledge or not as easily. I think we just, when we're exposed to this every day, oh, that's just how it is right now, my body, then we just lose the connection that, oh, but this is the ocean within. You literally are connected to the water. And, uh, yeah, it's beautiful and a really awesome reminder.
0: Yeah. Um, There's a Rumi quote that says, you're not a drop in the ocean, you're the ocean in a drop. I think they play with that in the movie. Yeah. And I appreciate it. I (laughs) encourage it. But um, there's, there's so many elements within the movie that are symbolic, philosophical in a way, and very beautifully told within a story. I do think that if you are not sensitive, it's just going to be a fun, colorful, Mm -hmm. watery movie that you might even be like, oh, that's boring or that's stupid. But if you are more into the depth of life and you're also a sensitive person there's no way that this won't touch you because it touches the deepest knowledge that we have within us the times when we were a tribe when we were communing Mm -hmm. (laughs) when we were connected to nature the bonds between their parents the parents and the children the generations that passed, the bonds with the ancestors, and the interconnectedness of it all. That's so important to remember every now and then. Because, as we said in the beginning, the way that we live life now tends to get us separate, isolated. It makes us forget that we're part of this whole ridiculously complex environment and we we start believing the illusion that i'm i'm lonely i'm spending my birthday alone <laughs> nobody cares about me this is this is shit. when in reality is you are holding within you the information of all the ancestors that lived walked on earth for thousands and thousands of years in your DNA there's the information of every insect plant mammal and even mineral that is on the earth right now you're connected to every living thing so the fact that you think you're separate the fact that you think you're alone that's just an illusion and it's an illusion that we fall into because the system is created for, to, to cradle us in, to, into that illusion. But it's not real. It is an illusion. So, so yeah, I think the movie brings you to that place.
1: I think that was just now so much important knowledge, wisdom, that you just dropped <laughs> in a couple of lines. It's probably super interesting to do a whole episode about that. <laughs> Because now, if I would ask any question, we would probably go another half an hour to talk into like what's the DNA part? Where do you know? Where do you know this from? Mm. Uh, the minerals? How do we have that with us? So a lot of questions that just popped up. But I think let's sort of wrap this this episode up mm-hmm. um, and go into. I think there was there were a lot of really really awesome takeaways for me, like emotions that I felt really encourage everybody to go into that movie. It's yes. great. Uh, we watched it in 3D and I think it does something as well to watch it to be a bit more immersed. Uh, so it was amazing. Uh, I, th- I might might go another time. <laughs> yes. Because it's really, really Watch cool. it again. Yeah. Yeah. But I think now coming from all the emotions that were created. <laughs> now the, Speaking
0: of emotions.
1: The circle of love.
0: <laughs> My niece is crying in the background. I don't know if... That's picking up by the other one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And now coming then from, okay, all the feelings, emotions that we had in the movie, what are we going to do with this? What with the steps that you actually take from it that you would like to implement? What are you going to do with those intense memories that you got, even crying in the movie?
0: Yes. So something that stuck with me was the way that they were moving. So that that's the thing that I, I said in the beginning. And this morning in the meditation, I was going through the elements. I always go through fire, air, earth, and water. Mm-hmm. And I was connecting with them and feeling each of them in my body, feeling how, like, how, how they are different from each other. And then I was starting to move my body and feeling how I can, I can flow and how my, my hands move. And I started realizing like how most of my hands are pretty loose. But then this fingers, the pointing fingers are actually quite stiff. Mm -hmm. And I realized, oh, probably it's the ones that I use the most for things. So then they're pretty, they're pretty used to the same movements all the time. So they are not as flowy as the rest. And then I started moving that and then I started getting up and then my legs were if, if my fingers were stiff, my legs were bricks. like they, they I'm still a very very easily movable person. like I have Latina hips so then the, there's like that easiness of movement. but at the same time, I felt that in comparison mm-hmm. to my hands and my arms and the, my, my torso, my legs were actually not used. to moving like water like air like earth so so my homework from the movie is to learn to move from a more natural place to reconnect with that wisdom that's held in the dna to to move in a more connected way with nature Mm. acting as the nature is there even if i'm living in a building or uh, going to the supermarket and uh, just embracing that wilderness doesn't mean to do crazy shit all the time and that I'm gonna be walking in four feet and like just like bumping my chest with my fists but it does mean that if I am climbing a tree or if I am swimming in nature that I can be more attuned with what the environment is doing
1: Okay, wonderful. I'll keep an eye on that. Whether you do that. Thank you. You're welcome. And I guess what's for me thing, what I had before already was a little bit this flowiness, the importance of uh, flow in general in my life because I'm a bit more a person who's leaning towards structure and rigidity that I fall more naturally into. So I knew before the movie already to focus a little bit more on the flowiness is going to be important for me in the next year. And this was a really beautiful reminder and a more clear picture of how this could actually look like, because what it also showed was for me the the, the word "flow" was resembling in the mouth, so I took that. but also what in what I incorporated in the flow is also water basically, and how water moves, mm-hmm. that it just goes wherever but also the strength of water, right? If, if there's something that splashes onto water, it's going to be super rough, like falling onto it. It's super rough. It can carve into stones um, really magnificent magnificent um, structures. So it's, it's really powerful. It's really strong, but it's also really fluid, really flowy, really adjusting to the environment. And those two things are going to be very important for next year for me. And so that's what I take from it. Two things? Yeah. Which one? The the strength and the flowiness Mm -hmm. of water. So that I think also brings back the connection with everything around you and not just going with all force onto, okay, I want to... I don't know, go after this career now or create this goal or make that much money. But really going with what I think is important. Because the strength part also resembles for me this fight for nature, for the connectedness Mm -hmm. that they also showed the Navi. And I think I really, really love that that you just really fight for the things that mean so much to you. Mm. While being in connection with nature and while flowing with whatever is coming up. Mm-hmm. So there's this almost dichotomy, this almost almost a paradox between this I go for what I, what I want, what I think is important, mm-hmm. but at the same time flow with the nature, with the circumstances, with the surrounding. and finding that balance a little bit more for myself. So for me, I think it's important knowing where I want to go and at the same time being flexible, flowy in my day to day, and uh, figuring that out, whatever it's gonna look like. But I think having that as intention is is interesting, and I want to go with that.
0: Noise. That's the homework. Alrighty, then people. Thank you for sticking with us through our analyzing of the movie Avatar. Hopefully, there weren't too many spoilers in there. We still highly recommend that you watch it because it's amazing and the side effects might include a deeper connection to nature to people and crying like a baby so um, you're warned
1: yes please and watch encouraged it. yes definitely <laughs> please watch it you got our learnings and i also highly encourage that you think about that movie afterwards like how what impression did it make to you what do you want to take with you and with it just i guess in general more more aware life of what's happening around you and taking in and assessing, taking the learnings from it, not just with the movie, but with everything. So,
0: right. thank you so much
1: for listening until now, and see you next time.
0: Choo-choo! With my not flowy finger. Ciao <laughs> <laughs> no. ciao.